The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 738. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show today. She's an author, a student at Cornell, an entrepreneur, and I'm really excited to have her on and share her story with us today on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Shen Ming Li. Shen, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to the listeners. Yeah. Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, like I mentioned, like you mentioned, I'm an author um, of a book called Hungry for Disruption, How Tech Innovations Will Nourish 10 Billion by 2050. I'll talk a little bit about how I kind of got to this book, I guess, but I'm first and foremost, a huge foodie that's really enthusiastic about all things to do with the future of food, whether that's in agriculture, in the food supply chain, or in hospitality and gastronomy. And I actually started kind of my journey with food and kind of passion for food with a love for like hospitality and cooking. So previously, when I was an entrepreneur, I started Fresco Supper Club, which is a farm to table supper club restaurant when I was in high school. So that was my first kind of first instance with entrepreneurship and you know that was really fun for me it was it really the the supper club served two different purposes number one to pursue this passion of mine for cooking and educate people about real food and secondly the restaurant was also trying to raise awareness about the Myanmar refugee crisis in Malaysia and all of that really kind of led me to coming to the Cornell Hotel School which is where I am now and I continued to kind of pursue this passion of mine to show people that real food was better than fake food, which was really my mission. And I started Fresco Foods, which is a mission-driven meal kit startup providing wholesome meal prep items to people. Our mission was really to empower college students to eat and cook more real food, but also tackle the issue of hunger and food insecurity. So we partner with a global hunger relief org called Rise Against Hunger, where for every item that we sold, we provided four nutritious meals to those in need. So at our most recent event, we managed to donate and package more than 12,000 meals to be distributed to disadvantaged communities around the world. But you're probably thinking, like, how did I get into the world of food and agricultural technology? It really came from an inflection point in my life and career. In my first kind of two years at Cornell, I had started Fresco Foods. I had worked part time for two different startups. You know, I was in various clubs. I was the president of a brand consulting organization and had interned mainly in brand management and marketing research and was kind of on track to either go into food and beverage or go into consumer goods. But around this time, my perspective of food and how we all kind of played a role in our food system started to drastically evolve. I had taken classes in food science, food security, food justice. I joined a club called Cornell Venture Capital, where I got to work with a VC firm on an agricultural tech project, which really opened my eyes to how technology could help us reimagine our food system, our broken food system. And suddenly, you know, food became more than just hospitality and cooking for me. It was really food was a lot more. So I decided that I wanted to dedicate more of my work to more than just hospitality and started becoming deeply curious about, you know, innovations that were providing solutions to our most pressing food production problems. And I started following industries like alternative protein, you probably heard of companies like Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods, as well as indoor farming early on. And so 
at that time, I was really trying to listen to my gut and kind of embark on a completely new trajectory that, you know, forever changed the path that I was going on. And at the time, there was an opportunity from an institute that helps authors publish books. And I kind of took that path, a path that I thought I would never take, which was to become an author. So for the book, I, you know, read everything I could in the time that I had and talked to dozens of experts, entrepreneurs and investors in the agriculture and food space to really understand how technology and innovation in science and technology was really playing a role in the future of our food system. And so, yeah, that led to the book, which published in April this year. And since then, I've gotten the opportunity to speak about the future of food in, you know, some corporate settings, conferences. And I currently am working with a global innovation engine called Thought for Food, helping to build their global digital accelerator to support the next generation of innovators and entrepreneurs in food and ag. So that's where I am now. And yeah, it's really nice to connect with you through Keynote. Thanks for sharing that. And Shen, what's your cultural background? Yeah, so I grew up in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and have lived there. I lived there for 15 years before moving to Singapore for high school and attending high school there and then coming to the U.S. in New York for university. I'm ethnically Chinese, grew up in Malaysia, so very much have roots in that area in Southeast Asia. Thanks for sharing that. And what be your favorite self-confidence quote? So it's probably not like a quote by someone else, but it's really just a mantra that I live by. And I have it, you know, on my desk and like places around my home. But it's really that the only person who can make you happy is you. So really about the idea of like taking ownership of your own happiness and, you know, how you view yourself and what you do and understanding that you're worthy to shape how happy you are and how your life is kind of shaped. But yeah, I guess if, if I had to point towards a quote that's kind of similar to this that I always like talk about is by Maya Angelou when she said that success is liking yourself, liking what you do and liking how you do it. And I really, truly believe in that. Thanks for sharing that great quote. And in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? Yeah, so I think two ways. Number one, it's being comfortable with paving your own path and doing things, you know, your way and according to your own timeline. Everybody's different. And that's why there's, you know, no reason to compare yourself to other people. And, you know, comparison, we always say comparison is a thief of joy. And obviously, this isn't easy. And I've, you know, personally gone down an unconventional path and approach. And I know it's not easy. And then number two, the way I would define it is not being afraid again to overcome your own boundaries and barriers by being willing to learn, unlearn and relearn something, right? Having the confidence to do things that go against the rules of normal and mediocre things and following the road less traveled, even if everyone and everything around you says otherwise. Thanks for sharing that great definition. And Shen, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? I guess like I've, I don't know, because I've I've pretty much been quite confident throughout my life. Like I, you know, I'm the kind of person that has no problem raising my hand and kind of talking and asking questions. I think before it was just like more internal feelings of comparing myself to other people. And I think a lot of people, you know, have that internal struggle, like, you know, I need to do something that everyone around me is doing. So I guess that's a little bit of how I felt more like I feel like maybe before I became more self-confident, I was very more affected by what other people around me were doing and saying. 
Thanks for sharing that. And I think that's something we'll go through. We all go through, like especially comparing ourselves to others. You know, just because someone's more, you know, has, has achieved more than us, we feel like we're not worthy enough. But like you mentioned, everyone's in their own path and their own timeline, and things happen for a reason. And what was that point in your life when you realized, you know, you can go out there and do and be more and have that confidence? What was that aha moment? So I guess the first time I really kind of discovered self-confidence and felt really confident in my own skin and doing what I do is when I was in high school and that kind of first encountered what it really meant to believe in a mission and have like a life's purpose. I went to the United World College of Southeast Asia in Singapore, which is a very kind of social mission driven school. And there I was really, you know, taught to be the change that I want to see in the world and to do my part to make this world a better place. And so growing up, I was always very fortunate to be well educated about the importance of food and health. I was taught the importance of my five servings of food and veg, my eight glasses of water and, you know, things like that. And I was starting to see some of my friends who would eat McDonald's like three to five times a week and be totally okay with it. And, you know, obviously they didn't, they probably didn't have the same education or knowledge about food that I did. And so I really had this mission to, you know, show people that real food was better than fake food. And I started an organization initiative called Thought for Food to change people's perspectives about food and kind of promote a healthier lifestyle. And part of that initiative was, you know, running with a group of students like a sugar overconsumption campaign and working with the school to get rid of sugar laden ice creams and, you know, and replace it with all natural food smoothies and really educate people about other high nutrient foods like avocado and things like that. And so that was the first time I really like honed in on having a mission and feeling really good about pursuing the mission and not really like caring about how much time I had to put into it and what other people were doing and whether that you know it was unconventional at the time so I think that was really the moment where I felt really good and purposeful in my work and what I was spending my time on and I think that can just continue with everything else I did after that thanks for sharing that I think that's great that you went to a school with a social like a social mission um, theme school or types type of school because you know like regular schools they don't talk about oh what's your purpose what is it you want to do in life it's more like you know what is 5x times 2x minus 3x <laughs> you know and the technical stuff is great but you know like school's supposed to prepare us for life and you know having a purpose really helps us build that confidence to go take action on what we believe in like for you it was health food and health and educating people and you know you just go out there and do it regardless if you make mistakes along the way if you fail because you know it's something bigger than you and you know there's and it's something that can create a positive impact in the world and you know because of these realizations what's your life been like now yeah come very freeing and liberating you know like just discovering your own power and your own purpose like really allows you to just explore your your actual you know authentic interests and discover what life really means for you and I agree like schools don't teach you this kind of stuff like searching for my own purpose and mission which by the way like always you know it changes from year to year which is totally fine it's but the most important thing is just understanding yourself and what that means for you but yeah it just really allows you to define your own version of success and unlock your own power and that in turn allows you to live life with you know ultimate confidence in what you are passionate about and what you're doing but yeah i will say it's just it's very liberating awesome well thanks for sharing that and if and if a woman's listening to your episode and she may be in her own journey to self-confidence what would be that one tip you'd give to her i would say really take time to understand your worth and value that you bring 
to anything, you know, once you really dig deep and find that, wow, I'm really good at that, I should do more of that. And it's like, you feel like the world is your oyster, and you just don't care what other people might think or say about what you're doing. And you, you know, you should really only care about what you think. And obviously, that isn't easy to stick your own path to your own path. And, you know, I think at these times, I just remind myself, like, hard doesn't mean not worth it. I think it's worth it for your confidence, your success, your life. And it's it's worth it for you to reach a point where you you feel purposeful and confident about yourself and your work. Thanks for sharing that great tip. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do and check out some of your work, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Yeah, so can check out my website, which has all my work and details about my book as well at www.chenminglee.com. And my book is on Amazon. It's called Hungry for Disruption, How Tech Innovations Will Nourish 10 Billion by 2050. Um, and it's also in borders, all the borders in Malaysia nationwide. Thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Shen, you can also head on over to the TaoofSelfConfidence.com and search for Shen's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I really just want to thank Shen today for taking the time to share her story and tips with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much, Shen. Yeah, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Not a problem. It was really great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Tao of Self-Confidence. Get your free audiobook by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.